welcome to episode 539 of the God is a Geek podcast. My name's Adam Cook and I'm joined as always by Chris Hyde. How are you, Chris Hyde? Hello, hello, hello. You all right? Yes, thank you, mate. I'm glad to be here with you, of course, as always. Good. Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> and also with us this week is not Lalkar. Yay! It, it, I was going to say it's an upgrade, but it's Chris White. It hello, is. Chris White. Hello, how are there you? Look at that. Look at the man. The best upgrade we could have asked for. How are you, Chris White? Chris White. Yeah. Sorry, how are you, Chris White? Um, what... I'm good. I am good. Yes, very I'm good. Really Thank glad you. To hear. Everyone excited because um, we should mention at the start of this podcast, just in case we do, we're going to become sporadic in terms of weekly podcasts because we are in heavy preparation mode for Game of the Year 2023. I nearly said 2024 then, but that's not what it is. Pushing um, time away, isn't it? A little bit, a little bit. But we are here to talk about some games. We've got a couple that are kind of new, some that are really new, some that are really old and remade, and we've got some that we just didn't get a chance to talk about because the man himself, Chris White, wasn't here to talk about. So, Chris, take it away with, with the first game then, which is... Yeah, it's uh, Like a Dragon Gaiden. Gaiden. I, don't, don't know, I don't actually know how it's supposed to be pronounced, so apologies. The man who erased his name. One of the longest that... episodes, uh, one of the longest <laughs> names yeah. for a game in a long while, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's essentially Yakuza 6.5, shall we say. So it takes place after the Song of Life, where mm -hmm. Kiryu dies. <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> no, if you ain't played it by now, you're missing out. Fuck him! <laughs> well, yeah, 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 basically. But you're going to know this because he's obviously he's in um, Infinite Wealth, which comes out in January. So this is this could potentially be the last action... It's not RPGs. And, uh, no, they are. No, they are. They, they are. Kind of. It's 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 a modern incarnation of what we grew up as Streets of Rage, isn't it? Like it's it's yeah, it's that basically. taken to its nth degree. Yeah. Do, do you think it um, will be the last one then? Do you think? I, um, no, the last one with Kiryu in the lead role, I would say. Right. So you think? So you're saying you think they will keep making well, the beat 'em ups, so to speak? I'll tell so. you what. Well, if you've seen the trailer for Infinite Wealth, he's kind of got terminal cancer. Ah oh, well, and, I didn't. I didn't and, know that. But uh... and that's in the story trailer that dropped the last story trailer for Infinite Wealth. So I would say. So possibly... if you're going to get angry at anyone, it's not Chris you should be angry at. He didn't <laughs> yeah. spoil that. It was in a trailer. Yeah, it was in a trailer, and it's quite clear because he says it. But anyway, so well, I looks at the camera and says, "I have terminal cancer." Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, Fine. It, oh, he's okay. talking to. Right. <laughs> he's talking to um the person behind the camera. No, who's the other main guy? Kazuma Kiryu. The... No, yeah. that is... No, um, no. Oh, God. Ich, ich, Ichi... Ichi... Ich, yeah. Ichiban... Kasuga Ichiban... Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait. So I just didn't try. I, I can visualise this. It's, it's definitely, definitely Ichiban. I think you it's Ichiban Kasuga, Ichiban. Do you think of... You know Friends when Jerry does that toothpaste commercial for Japan? Oh, no. Lip, lipstick for men. Do you remember? I no. can't recall. It's called Ichiban. Anyway, it's he's, um, his name's Ichiban Kasuga. In the trailer, okay. they're basically asking him, "Are you all right?" You, you know, basically, you're not yourself, and he kind of goes, "I've got cancer or something like that." Anyway, so he's anyway, presumably a little more dramatically than than what you oh, just yeah, said. Yeah, exactly. games. I've got pause. Zoom in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I shouldn't At, joke. Pa Carry pause on. and zoom is the way we do dramatic news in the games industry. Pause and zoom. Yeah. So. This is set after he's he's basically gone into hiding to protect the orphanage that 
um, so he leaves behind. Sorry, Chris, but like, because I haven't finished the man who raised his name, and I'll be honest with you, time's starting to escape me now. You know what it's like. Hmm. So they kind of they've kind of been marketing these two games simultaneously because one is, mm. but well, no, but one is an, a JRPG, a turn-based JRPG like mm. like a Dragon Wars, which was Yakuza Seven technically. Yeah. And yeah. the Like a Dragon Gaiden ones is their way because they've they've gone now from being called Yakuza to these games are like a dragon and like a dragon mainline games are JRPG turn-based games. Like a Dragon Gaiden games are these uh, RPGs with uh, the combat is melee action streets mm-hmm. but like i find it a bit odd because i mean we always knew they were coming out close to one another but like t- it's only today as we record this they dropped like 50 uh, 48 screenshots of infinite wealth which you can see on godasageek.com which, which of course you can see on godasageek.com but also they like they did tra- there's been trailers as you say that have shown all this it's kind of weird that like i know it's out in january and the marketing has to but like i You'd have to go. Some. I mean, we've you've played it because you reviewed it. You know, it 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 seems it's a bit. I can't think of many games that do this. There are obviously there are other games that do the thing of like this is our main line and this is our sub sort of. Not that close. Not, not that close, games. and not and That's not right. where they it are. Confused me initially. Yes. When we started talking about this one, because I had my head in the next the next one. And I was like, I what? <laughs> well, I think what the, what most people would do with these games is that like. Kiryu wouldn't be in the other one, if you know what I mean. Kiryu would be in Gaiden, that was his story. Kiryu wouldn't be in Infinite Wealth, I think, in, in other game series. I think they would be like... But because he is, and because it's his... You know, we don't know. We haven't played. What are you asking me? Do you want, do you want to know where it fits in? Well, I don't know. I just... Because I can tell you exactly how it fits in. Because it is actually quite clever. So, okay. in Like a Dragon with uh, Ichiban Kasuga. Kasuga, yeah. Yep. Kasuga, yeah. Kas- Kasuga, sorry. Ichi. Everyone calls him Ichi, doesn't he? Um, Kiryu's in it, briefly. Um, See, I don't remember that. But you but... don't know, you don't really know why, because you don't know how he's gone from disappearing to now being in, in Like a Dragon. So yes. from, from Like a Dragon, he's in it, and he's with Ichi. They're now going to be in Infinite Wealth together. So that's cool. So we, we know how it fits in. What this does, it tells a story from after so- uh, Song of Life, where he disappears at the end, to where, how he gets to where he is in Like a Dragon and tails off quite nicely into Infinite Wealth, why he's in Hawaii. Um, so it's actually really smart. But what the, the best thing about this game is the is 100% the story mm. because it... it it's it's almost like a reflection on his life as well throughout the games. Like there's nods to characters and enemies he's fought in like Yakuza Kiwami or Yakuza 2. But, People but, might have played that Yakuza Kiwami. You didn't go find on. it difficult to go back to the... Because I loved Like a Dragon. Like for me, that was... Like, when I first heard about it, I was like, wait, you're doing what to Yakuza? But I also, I love turn-based JRPGs. So when I actually played it, I was like, oh God. You've taken something I loved, and for me, it's very specifically for me, made it even better somehow. So mm. when I went back to when I, when I went back to when I played um, Like a Dragon Gaiden, I found it quite hard to go back to the melee. You, you obviously not. Um, no, I think what it what it, I like about this as well is the the combat's 
it feels a lot more streamlined, simplified. Yeah. It's not four different fighting styles where only two of the one, two of them you're going to use, and the other ones two. Like, it's just not really worth. Like, because obviously I played the other Yakuza game that came out in the earlier in the year. Wait, what? Can you? I reviewed it. Itching. That was this year. Yeah, I'm sure it was mine. It was. No, you're right. You're right. Holy shit! Wow. Which basically is all the oh characters, God. but they play they play different characters. But yeah, yeah. Feudal Japan. So that's how isn't I, it? That's why I have had more you laugh recently. Anyway, so the combat's a lot more streamlined. You've got Yakuza style and Agent style. Yakuza style is is Kiryu is like is peak where he's just like it's very much for one on one fights. It's a lot more aggressive mm. and focused whereas the agent style he's got all these gadgets so he's yeah, got like cool. fucking rocket boots um he's got like um like a, a wire that can pull enemies towards him or he yeah. can grapple occasionally um it's got like an exploding cigarette it's right proper bond but like it's it is a like, it's not like it doesn't revolutionize the series it's not supposed to it's a way to fill in the gaps by giving you a familiar foundation of gameplay it, but it felt the, like it, the b tier game to yeah it is like i don't know if you've had a chance to actually see the screenshots today but some of them, i know they're screenshots and they've taken the ui off them but they it looks <sighs> oh I, I can't i can't wait because i it, can't it, wait it's set somewhere else as well isn't it like that, that yeah, it's, it's and set that's... in hawaii because ichi goes to look for his mom and that's really exciting for people who've enjoyed yakuza games i think right i mean it's for me yeah. because as much as i love mm-hmm. them like it's great it's great. You're going and, somewhere and, new. And you find <laughs> out why Kiryu's over there. And it's like, it's so like poignant. Mm. And like, the, so like I said, it reflects on his past. So there's certain yes. characters from his past. People might remember, might not. They more than likely will. They'll absolutely remember some characters. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, but there, there, is a, there is a no, great. Let, let them make trailers to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a great scene where um, he just Kiryu becomes. He's always kind of like straight faced. There is a bit of humor to him. He's not like a robot, but he's been brought up that way, being part of the Yakuza. He's not like Majima, who's a loose cannon, and he's like he's gone one way. Whereas do you Kiryu know who he reminds me of, and I can only say this because I've just started watching this show. He's kind of Jack Reacher. Oh, is he? Have you yeah, seen that watched. at all? No, no. So I hadn't seen it until I started watching literally this what the first episode of it, and it's the same. He is, it's it's like oh, I'm into this because it's basically this this double hard bastard who it's yeah. like ev- everyone's like oh yeah, there's four of us and one of you, and you as a viewer are going, you're right, there is really sucks you you know you haven't got another <laughs> fourteen of you because and it's that kind of thing. But then he's also got like a human side to him, and you know yeah. Yeah, you'd, well, you'd like that show it. a lot, I think. Like he's he's this he's a badass. He is. He's, yeah, he's he Kiryu. Is. But like, there's this one scene where he he lets his guard down and just pauses. And I'm sure this is in the trailers. You don't know why he is, but he's literally bawling his eyes out. And you don't see that. Yeah, you seldom see that side of him. And it's the journey from having to wave goodbye to his orphanage and is which is called morning glory which is, uh, it is, never stops that is just no. like what so, ha, that's on purpose that has to be on purpose it is. i don't well, know how you would you you would just randomly decide to use that as a name for an orphanage maybe they're just like really big oasis fans maybe yeah. 
maybe that'd be yeah, cool. let's not assume anything here um, lads because you know that, that'd probably explain why Noel Gallagher ends up in like one of the uh, side quests but yeah yeah no that would that would be amazing but, um, by the way that would be yeah I know but it, like the, Liam the Gallagher side walks quest... on with his green Mac just smoking a tab like <laughs> I am it fucking <laughs> I should have let you do the accent would have made more sense wouldn't it? no it's, it worked it worked <laughs> you just wanted to do your accent it worked I can only do um, that though I like our kid our kid so it stopped, did it? Yeah, it's just... It's yeah, not, same here, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, the side quests, it's it's worked slightly differently. Like, the mm. sub-stories work slightly differently because it all plays through this thing called the Akami Network. And this is this this female called Akami, and she's got her ear to the ground. She's, like, Intel, um, and she communicates with, like, the homeless people. She feeds them and looks after them, and in turn, they feed back information on, like, bits and pieces. And that's how you kind of do all your sub stories. And there's some like awesome, there's an awesome crossover, which it's not hard to work out what that crossover might be based on the fact that it's Ryu, Gargatoku. Um, but there's like a real nice side quest there. Um, and then some of the other like sub stories are brilliant, like just really well written stuff. Um, but there's like the, the mini, there's tons of mini games, depends what you play it for. Like there's, there's loads of them. It's just, it's quite a short game in terms yeah. of like it's about mm. 10 10 to 10 hours 10 to 12 hours for the main story that's for the main story the bits and pieces um but it's just it's just really cool and like compared to other yakuza games it's not the best but in terms of like they are such good writers they know their characters too man they bonkers, know their characters man. And like, there is there is a moment where you, I would say watch it on YouTube if you don't get to see it, because fans of the Yakuza games, there's like the there's the best scene I've ever seen in the Yakuza game. It's just badass. It's just cool, and like, I was I was floored by just how awesome it was. Um, yeah, it just it's a proper nod to the past in the best way possible. You've maybe you've made me want to go back, man. Like I, I, I wasn't not enjoying it. If you know what I mean, no, I, I know. Was, I was really quite enjoying it. I, I love these games, um, but I, I just found it quite difficult. To, I didn't play Ishin, uh, so I, I found it quite difficult to go back from. Yeah, because I, I do think I do I think like, like a dragon with with Ichiban as well is like that. I think they allowed in because they love Kiryu. Like there's a, there's and they're not letting him go. You know what I mean? It wouldn't surprise me if they find a cure. Do you know what I mean in the universe oh, for him? I they don't so. want to let him go, and I understand why. Because like at the end of the day, while nobody played these games comparatively to now, now they're on bloody Game Pass and everything. Um, mm. He was there, but there was a man that it was so mm. like Ichiban. But I think with with like a dragon with Ichiban's story, I think they let in more humor. Like you know, you know when you like the summons. You know, it's not a Final Fantasy game, but we always refer to them as that way. It's a, the summons where you can summon a, a crab or the guy from prison with the, you know, the, you know, like they they mm. they do go more wacky. I was mm. I was actually oh. curious if you had I don't know if you've had a chance to see this, but if you've seen the story um, that's been doing the rounds recently about how long um, Infinite Wealth is going to be. No, you haven't. I've, I've wondered if you had. So, like, they, it's um, I'm reading this from IGN, um, but it's reported by a Japanese outlet called Game Watch and been translated by Automat Automaton. Um, the studio head Masayoshi Yokoyama said that Infinite Wealth, which is basically you know Yakuza Eight, isn't it, is a monster class video game. Um, he said if you go at it continuously, you'll get sick, 
Um, he said, "These the games take a long time to clear, don't they? Like a dragon, the man uh, who erased his name is not so much, but Infinite Wealth is a monster class game, longer than anything we've made so far. Oh my god! If you so... go at it continuously, you'll get sick, and it won't end with just one or two all-nighters. This means a lot of people are going to hesitate to play the game, or will end up having to wait on their shelves. I found the possibility of that kind of outcome sad, so I thought we have to get everyone hyped up enough to play it. Um, so, like, if you're listening, RGG Studio, that that's great. So, send the review copies out Please, extra early. Christmas. Three months. Just, <laughs> Christmas would be great. That would be oh, like yeah, the most amazing Christmas. thing. Like that would be that would be perfect. Um, but yeah, like you know, no, that's yeah. fine. Um, but that but certainly what, has my whistle well and truly wet. Shall we say? One, <laughs> one more like little mention before we move on mm. is like I was talking about how it it kind of bits of it relate to like it it happens almost concurrently with like a dragon. Uh, and there's a scene where anyone that's played like a dragon will remember that Ichi gets shot, and then yep. all the, those homeless people look after him. Yes, yeah, I've you seen end this up, bit. Yeah, yeah, you end up in like um, the in the, that place, and they're that like, home, yeah, and they're like, camp you need to be yeah. quiet because there's someone's just in there in that tent and he's been shot. And you're like, oh, okay. And then if you go over to the tent, it's that you click on it. It's like, oh no, better not disturb him. Because obviously that, that's, that's where I've stopped because okay. I, because I'm like, well, he he's that's. Like he's gonna be in right in right in there, right? And I'm like, I don't want to. I sort of stopped there, and I was like, oh my god, because it was one of those where I felt like it was about. I was about to have a big story beat, and I didn't have like mm. a forty minute period of time. But yeah, yeah, I, I do want to get back to. It. I, I love these games. So. Yeah, but no, I, 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 story is great. Gameplay is very similar, but yeah, I really liked it. Go to godisgeek.com and find the review and read it and see exactly why uh, we like it so much. Let's move on to Mister Hyde. Who has been playing a game that Mick Fraser has coined a new uh, new genre for? He's calling these games Soulsvanias. Yeah, because we needed more amalgam. We've got amalgamations of amalgamations now. It's like Jesus Christ. But he's right. But I mean, annoyingly, he's right, and he can clip. He'll clip that. I'm sure Mick Fraser is correct. Um, yeah. So the last faith is Soulsvania. It's part Dark Souls, part Metroidvania. Um, so it's 2D, so 2D Metroidvania game, essentially, um, with kind of combat and shenanigans and then Dark Souls elements to it. So the way it works is, you know, you've got your standard combat, and we'll go into more of that in a, in a bit more detail in a minute, but um, you'll have like, I, I don't know what they're called, I'll call them bonfires for the sake of shit, because people <laughs> don't understand, where you can obviously rest and level up and, and stuff like that. And then, obviously, do you if you think, die... Do you think other developers get pissed off when they hear that sort of stuff? Like, they... Proba- probably. You know, like, oh, oh but, so they call it Bonfire and Souls again and... and but hmm. what I will say in defense of that is call it something that's obvious, like a brick-to-forehead thing. Because what happens is they'll go, oh, like, rest at the portal of enlightenment or something i'm not gonna <laughs> fucking remember that i remember bonfire because it was called bonfire and looked I'll like a what, bonfire let's let's test your theory i've literally stopped playing this game to do this podcast yeah and i can't tell you the name of the currency in this game can you no it's souls <laughs> No, I don't. I want to say know. it's like Nacroxes or something like something no, to do with Nicrox. Nicrox. It is Nicrox. I do okay. know that. Uh, it's Nicrox. Sorry. Yeah. No, it is that. 
but yeah, we'll take, were, it. We'll take you, it. You collect Nycrux, which performs very similarly to the currency of souls. So if you if you die, you lose your Nycrux, and then you go back to where you died and you recover them. It's very very, you know, similar to you know, essentially it works essentially as a as a two D um, Dark Souls. It does, which has done been done before. But like I say, this is um, this has got like you know, the Metroidvania aspect to it where you're exploring, you'll obviously beat bosses, you'll get power-ups and you'll use those things to come back and explore areas you couldn't get to before. Um, so you might find uh, a grapple hook, for example, which can attach to things that means you can get higher. Or you might uh, find something that means you can move boxes about, which you can jump on top of or use them for puzzle solving and stuff like that. So, uh, but you know, you progress... And not only does that help you progress the story, but like it also kind of means you can kind of backtrack, unlock secrets, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and it also does the thing that most most Metroidvanias do, where there's like more than one path to go and often explore. Um, Any, uh, you know, not not all the time, but most times there's like maybe two open open to any one point. So, um, you know, if if some if you're not getting on with one place, you can go and find another place. So it's it, what I will say is, it's. I think it's very good. Um, it's one of those games where I'm finding it very addictive to play. Like I'll find myself playing it, and very then three hours later, down. I'm still very playing it. Down. And I, yeah, I can't. I can't put it down. And I think you know the reason for that is um, one. I think the I think the combat's pretty good. The movement's pretty good. It's pretty um, pretty responsive. I have a couple of points on that but overall it it is responsive i think from a challenge point of view don't necessarily be put off by the fact that i've referenced dark souls it's more dark souls in mechanics than dark souls in holy fuck i've just beat my head against a brick wall because i've come to a boss kind of difficulty um the bosses are more that sort of i guess sort of like metroid dreads type bosses where you yeah know, you'll face them at the start and you'll you'll probably die to most of them, not all of them, but some of them. And you go, how the fuck am I supposed to do that? And then a couple the, of fights later, you're you're you've got a counter for all of the attacks, and you're barely the getting hit. The only thing I would say, just to just to, to mention, if you do buy this game, don't give up at the first boss because I think the first boss is a really oddly high skill check. Yeah, and I don't is. know why it's like that. But then, like no. after you do that, you'll be like, oh, I mean, the next boss, like I. Did first go first climb the second the boss that, after yeah, that I think that, it was second go like it was like this is, that is a really, really good point. it's a really good point because I think the boss I have died the most to because of most deaths is the first boss yeah I would and agree and that was about yeah. ten ten yeah I, I, I want to say it's admittedly so, I will say that five or six of them was I didn't know I had any heals uh, because I missed the tutorial oh I knew or... I had heals so I'm just shit did but you like, did you did you were you told no you're not told but it is it is like. Um, you, you've got them to start you have with, this you item, in, yeah. and you, you know, like, like you pick it up, and it's literally it's called a healing needle or something. Um, <laughs> I just should, missed no, that. I picked up healing injection. It. I think it's called. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, that's clearly that's very descriptive yeah, I... of what it should be. And then you go into right. and, and you know, no, I'm just saying, like, yeah, it's not <laughs> like it isn't like Dark Souls. Where it's like this is your Estus. You have six of them, and they refill at bonfires. This is Fair. more like. Um, it's not really. I guess it's kind like a life gem, but it's you. You you kind of collect them, and you you have a certain. It, it's, it works like Bloodborne, where you basically same have with the like bullets a, as well. Yeah, you have like a stock of them, and then when you exceed how much you can carry, it goes into your stock, like your storage, 
and then when you've got when storage you, um, what's that storage it's got storage um and then when you like die it replenishes any gaps from your storage so if you can carry five of them and you use three and then you die it'll put three more if you've got them in your storage into your amount that you can carry if that makes sense chris like so you you're yeah. constantly restocked if you've got enough right and you can buy more and stuff so but um but yeah it's mm. not as overt as use estus to heal like like adam said like it automatically puts it on a on a slot it's one of your items you can use if, if you get my drift yeah, if you don't equip um, it when you pick it up you won't have any heals you have you to equip it. <laughs> and i did and, and this and is what i missed is a, is, a, is a bit of a bastard yeah. um but once by the time i worked out once mick had said you have got heals i'm like i fucking haven't and he goes no it's this and i was like oh, oh and I then could, i did the boss like third try because it was like i'd memorized the pattern so much by that point yeah it was bloody it, easy but like yeah it, it's but then i i think like the yeah so once you're past that first boss the yeah. difficulty of like the grunts and stuff feel more it's very accessible i think in in a difficulty sense you feel like you can progress yeah some of the combination of of like level design and and, and grunts might frustrate you a little bit but never to the point where you're like i don't know what to do um so you feel like you can you know through those sessions you get addicted because you are always progressing you'll find a new area you'll get to a boss you'll beat the boss and then you want to see what's next and and it does and that that's what keeps you going and I, I, i've been keeping going for quite a few hours now because it, it i keep progress i keep feeling like i'm progressing in every single session um i do have a couple of points one moan i have to get out of the way is that this game does something really frustrating quite early on that pissed off me, pissed off Adam. I don't know if it pissed off me. He didn't kind of give his hand away how much it pissed mm. him off. But there's this, um, you know, like in most Metroidvania games, you, you might come across something you can't access yet because yeah. you haven't got the right ability, right? Yeah. Uh, that's fair. That's, that, that happens in all yeah. um, in, in all of those kind of good examples of it. And, and you come across this one. I, I mentioned it earlier. It's like that you can move boxes. And you're like, ah, oh, I'm going to have to move that box to use it as a platform. Fine. Get it. Can't do that yet. I'll come back when I can. And it's very hard to miss. Because well, I, you... I think you spot that very early as yeah, well. You, like, you, there, I, there I... Is a, that is a very distinguishable moment of this is a Metroidvania. That is a power I'm going to be. I don't know what it is or how I'm going to be able to move that, but that block yeah. is yeah. going to be movable. That block's going to move somehow. You know, you yeah. sketch Mental it in your note. memory, coming yeah, back yeah. to you once I get this power. And then literally, and then you get, and then what happens is you get, um, progress the story and you beat a boss and you end up getting this uh ability with the picture of a block and you're like fucking yes right i know where i need to go now for that because i've already been there brilliant so you might do a couple of bits around where you're at and then you go right and the good thing is it's fast travel everywhere so you can just go right awesome. i'm gonna fast travel back to that area and do it yeah and you do that like most normal people and you end up in an area you're not supposed to come to for another like well, see, see see i'm glad you brought this up because I think this warrants a bit of a more of a discussion. Because I want to ask you a couple of questions, right? The the oh, I'm, I'm trying to defend it, and I don't know if I can. If that makes sense, because like I was I was literally there going, once you know that block, you write it down in your memory, you know. And, you do, but you do. you do. But the enemies, as soon as you get to that area, right away, the first enemy, it doesn't look like much to be honest. It's just no. like a human weird. It, the game's. It's very bloodborne, blasphemousy. It's quite religious. It's all a bit weird. Yeah. Um, so, like the enemies are sort of humans, I think. And and like you're you're like, oh my god, I've gone from this enemy takes three to four hits to it's taking thirteen to fourteen hits. This and you take one down and you move on. There's another one. He's even tough. And you're like, but I must. I'm so, surely I am supposed to be here because of that block. But 
The problem is, is this game is really friendly compared to us. When you, you say the word Souls-like, when you say the word Souls, any of that, you think difficulty, you think... I don't want to say anti-consumer or anti-player, but you do think this game is going to require me to... Fuck me, I'm sorry for saying this out loud. Get good. Get good, yeah. It does. But this game's really friendly. You could just go yeah. to any other area and just grind and then jump back to the... Use the teleport. You can teleport. As soon as you find the first bonfire, you can move to the other ones. <laughs> And you can level up, so you can grind from like as soon as you. There's basically a mansion. As soon as you find it, you can grind. In the a few hours into it, there's a. It's a bit like again like Bloodborne and Souls, where you you meet people and you say, "Hey, come to the mansion. It's safe there." And they become vendors. So it doesn't sound as rapey as it actually. It's not no, as rapey as it sounds. No, yeah. Um, come back to the mansion. <laughs> wow, that's one way to disarm me. Um, that's a podcast title. Jesus Christ. Not as rapey as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> But, so you can go. You can grind as much as. You, oh no, no, no! You can, you can get your dungeon, level. No. You can get your levels up as much as you want. But you can also like buy healing items, and it's not even like the vendor has a limited stock where it's like you. Can, you I in fact, I just ran out, so I went and bought 150 healing items so that whenever I respawn, I'm not where I ran out. So at first, I was like, "Well, do I?" Because some games do this, where it's like, "No, sorry, you need to go and grind," mm. and that's fine. Once you, you know, there's RPGs that do this. You know, you need to go and grind. And that's, again, absolutely fine. But because of the issue, or because this one is like, hey, remember that block? It doubles down on the problem. Because in this... So every other area, once you get a new ability, the area is littered with, like, grapples. You see them before you get it. And once you get to the area after you get it, there's loads <clears> of grapples <throat> everywhere. And it's like, I'm using my new ability. There's, a, there's an air dash. Once you get that, everywhere is like, oh, I'm air dashing across these gaps I could otherwise not reach. This one, it's just like you just use that block moving and you climb into this area and you're in the ice area. But inside the ice area, there are these like bomb flowers which you can pick up and throw up doors to break these doors open. So the ability for this area is like a temporary, not gated mechanic. You can just grab these bombs and do it. So there is, once you're inside, the only thing that makes you go, am I supposed to be here? is the fact that you did use the block building block moving ability that you just got everything else about that area is like well, yeah you can you can do this you can do this fine and do you know what i think you could because i'm playing i am actually at that point like four hours later now mm. and i think if you were like brilliant in the game oh yeah 100%. i think you could it's do that difficult. area right it's, it's not it's not locked off it's just difficult because i messaged you and went jesus this game gets hard because you literally got into a place yeah. like i am i feel oh almost to the overpower for a souls game to go and feel really underpowered, and I was like, "What the bloody hell is going on?" Mm. And the, the the problem is because I'm 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 fine with like like I literally said it before, like you've got different options of places to go to. If some places too hard, go to another one. The thing with this, exact oh block, yes, the thing with this exact point in the game, and I'm going to try and not spoil too much, but where you're you're not actually supposed to go there. The way you're supposed to go is some random room that they get not random room, but no, you, specific. The thing room is, you've that been game, to that room before. You've been to the room before. The game doesn't tell you go back there. Now you've beat the boss that you got the cube from, the cube ability from, and something else will happen that will lead you, not cube related, to the area you need to go to next. They, they mess up player agency that room by mistake. They mess then... up player agency because when you when you find yeah. out about this, like your character, it's a stat, basically a statue moves and you go down a ladder, right? That's the spoiler yeah. you're going to get. And when yeah. he, has, he has, you have a conversation with this bloke in this room who wasn't there before, no. and. <clears throat> Nothing to do with this 
statue and then he finishes the conversation and he walks off just bangs that he goes your guy who you have been playing as just goes bang bang on this statue it moves and there's a ladder and you're like so they, they completely fuck up the player agency to the character agency like it's it's a complete I don't know how anyone wouldn't make this mistake. No, like, and annoyingly, it is the only time that it happens because yeah. you go down there and then and like the enemies are slightly harder than the area you've just been in. You're like, this is how the progress. This is, is where I'm meant to be. And then you and then you do all that area. Then you go to another area and they're slightly harder, but it's all still easier than this ice area. And it all works and, and the direction and the progress and stuff because you know how good Metroidvanias tease new stuff, but they still quite flow quite nicely through areas. It it does all of that, and then you go. Well, now I can go back to the ice area. And, and when I went actually back there properly, I was feeling as powered it's as I fine. was yeah. before. And it's absolutely fine. Then it's just about learning the enemies and how best to but tackle you know, and, and dodge them. And it, it's I've been thinking about this because... a lot. Like, do you know what they should have done? You know where the block is? They should have just, just, just changed the power-up move you need to get to well, the they, ice They could have just literally cut that bit of geometry out so you had to do the dash to get across it. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah, uh, yeah. If they and put it done. behind a different power-up, you can't get there. Yeah. And then, then the only other thing they needed to do is maybe put a little flash of that room after the boss to go, go here, so it's not random. Mm. And then it, yeah. the whole game's fine. Um, yeah. It sounds really specific, but it is something that could literally put a whole load of people I, off this I'd game. I'd patch this, it. If I was, was that... if I made this game, I would revisit that in a patch and, like you yeah. say, maybe just take the block out and put a gap there, just yeah. so you cannot get there at that point. Because I think once you do that, you you would do what you've described to me in private, which is like when well, you go explore, exploring and you find that's how you found that. Yeah, it's, like it's weird. It's it's a really weird. It's a really weird missed, quite a large misstep, I have to say. In another a game that I'm otherwise quite addicted to, like I, we haven't even mentioned it, but like the boss design in this game is um, bosses are great, it's fucking brilliant. The bosses are great. Yeah. Like you, normally when you get a, like, I got a boss. I won't spoil it. There's actually a guide for this one on GodIsAGeek.com. Um, but there's a boss okay. that I liken to Ornstein and Smell, and in the in the there's two at once. Now normally yeah, yeah. when you get a boss in any game like this, which two at once, you're like, oh my god, fuck's sake! But yeah. come on now, like, but I really like that fight. Yeah, it's a good boss fight. Now I don't know if people really like Austin Smell. Like, do the people? I know people talk they about do, that. Don't but they? Do they really like it? Do they like I look, the, I, what I, enjoyable I both, fight? Whenever I'm playing Dark Souls reruns, I both look forward to and dread that fight because I know what's right. coming. But I love the fact that it's coming. If that makes sense, like I know it's going to be challenging, but I Give love the fight. Yeah, Fight's no, that's good. fair. Um, yeah, I, I I think the bosses are great, and the, mm. like I said, the, the whole Metroid Dread thing about like you, you you know you learn the moves, and you and 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 then after a while you go okay I know how to dodge that one and look for the opening and stuff, and they are quite. They can't like test patience in some respects. Like most good bosses are, right? You've got to find your openings, chip away, and then back off. You're not you can't just rail on them and hope for the best, like because you'll get absolutely flattened. Um, but yeah, they, they feel they feel doable, right? This mm. isn't like I'm never gonna do this. Like, even like your first couple of goes, you're like, no, I can see how this is doable. I've just got to figure how to dodge that move, because that move is a killer, and I just haven't figured out how to dodge it yet. Um and yeah, I, I, I like I said, there's loads of the souls, the souls elements make this game really interesting. It's like Souls Light. God, I'm doing it again. Um, like, because you have the whole leveling up thing with like strength and dexterity and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, you've got like weapon scaling as well, and, and and spells that scale with certain things and stuff. So there's there is a bit of like builds you can do and stuff yeah, like that. So, yeah, so so I think Adam's gone more strength. I've gone more 
like mind and stuff. So like, I, I different... saw a video of someone using like a almost like a Castlevania whip, and I haven't yeah, found I've that. Been... Oh, I want that. I want that because it, it goes... immediately whip. I was like, oh my god, that's got loads of range. I mean, I eventually found this giant broadsword that gives me loads of range, but the whip looked like I was like, oh, I want that. But I wonder if that's like you can only get that is that character because it looked like a starting weapon. I don't know. It's, no, I definitely it sounds amazing. It is honestly it's it really is, good. It's really good. Like, like Mick, Mick reviewed it, he gave it a nine. Like mm. I, I can. There's definitely elements of this game. Where I'm like nines all day. Like because I'm addicted to it. But yeah, like, I find but, that too. I, I keep wanting to say, oh, it's an eight for me, but like, well, I'm still playing it. I keep playing. Yeah, it. it's an eight, but I'm addicted to this eight. So yeah, what so is what's that? what's going like, on? Is it? Is it? It's, it's it's a really weird thing. And I also don't know if a lot of people know it exists. No, so I think I, I think I think I definitely think most people don't know it exists. Yeah. And I, I think it's a shame because, mm. you know, there are, let's say there's loads of examples of this type of game, but there's quite a few that embrace either one or the other. There are a few that and, are as this good an example, I would yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's like... a bit of a victim of that, I think, a little bit. It's a bit yeah. of a victim. Like Blas- Blasphemous is a, series, is a series people love. I don't get on with it because I find the religious imagery just too much. Like this is adjacent to that. There's no getting around it. It is called The it Last is. Faith. Um, it is churchy. But it's not like blasphemous. I just, oh, like, I, can res- blasphemous I can respect makes you just blasphemous. Your eyes roll from about the, f- just, the fifth minute. I just found Whereas it miserable. This... I just yeah. didn't find it. But I, I th- and they're very blasphemous... similar. Yeah, it, they are similar. But blasphemous is misery because you read you reading this text. You're like Jesus Christ. Carry on. Calm down, lads. But also, also Blasphemous like, is more of a Souls game, whereas this is, I think, this is why Mick called it a Soulsvania, because I think this is more of a Metroidvania game. It just yeah. happens to have some Souls mechanics like currency exactly. that and so the, you the, lose the, and boss battles. The accessibility like you get with something like a Metroidvania yeah. is, is what comes through. Because, like, would you even argue here, like, when we're talking about these bosses, they're not really Souls bosses. They're, like... They're, me- about... they're Metro- Metroid Dread Metroid bosses. Dread. They're Metroidvania yeah. bosses. Yeah. They are. And, 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 the only yeah, Soulsness is that it's a quite a dark... Yeah, sort of foreboding um, game, and 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 it has the currency and the the the, the build stuff. But otherwise, it is like a Metroidvania for me that they yeah. just sprinkled souls upon. But and I say that because I work. prefer. It's I like, like both genres, but I prefer Metroidvanias. I, like, yeah. I love that genre. Yeah, and we, yeah, I agree. And it, it's just a really enjoyable game to play. It really, it really is. Um, and I would recommend anyone who's like on the fence to just. Just give it a go. Get past the first boss. Definitely get past the first boss. I, I've even give thought it an about hour, that. and I bet you're hooked. I've even say. thought about that first boss, and I think I know why it doesn't work as well as the others. I think it doesn't work as well as the others because that first boss has a much more limited move set. So it does a lot of. It's a big lab with rock crushing attacks, and it will do a rock crush attack, or it will do like a rock crush twice attack. So it's actually difficult to read the tells because they're all kind of a similar attack. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, some of yeah. the rock smash attacks will have like shards that pop off and can hit you AOE, whereas all the other bosses have a lot more of a move set, and therefore they are distinctive and tells you can. Yeah, yeah. and I, I do think I think that's like I say I just think there's I can't not say I can't even go oh, it's not a wholehearted recommendation because I cannot stop playing the bloody game. Yeah, but it does have just a few. Like I say, the the, the issue. But you know, for Chris, for example, if he played it, he would now know that's not the right way to go. Don't go to the mm. ice area when you think you can. You know, he would know. Get past the first boss, and the game opens up in a wonderful way. I, I think there are, for, for me personally, I don't know if you'd agree with this, Chris Hyde, um, but there are a few in terms of locomotion, in terms of responsive responsivity of the kind of the dodge rolls and the air dashes. 
it, it feels to me like if, if I could be really nitpicky, if I could just have it be just a little bit more responsive, just I think a the tiny only, amount, the only like, thing that I think less so on the dodge roll and the dash, and again we're starting to critique the minutia, it, it's but I think it's I, the I, it's the it's the 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 left right quick turning. Yes. There's a design choice around the delay. It's almost weird. Like if you if you press if you move this character backwards, they sort of moonwalk for a bit before they turn round. Which, if you want to swing the other way with your sword quickly, they don't always do it because they're still in backwards first. So it's a bit of a weird thing. It's, it's clearly a design choice. They're all about the impressions today. Um, but um, yeah, that that for me was a bigger one because sometimes I was facing the wrong way. If I, and if I'm close to an enemy, that that you know. But it's not. Mate, I'm not shouting at the screen going, "Oh, you need to fix this. It's breaking no. the game." And all. you can kind of use it. A little bit to your advantage. advantage. With some enemies, yeah, you, can. you can get yeah. sort of just you. You don't look like you're the left side of them, but they are now attacking right, and you're like, "Well, you are going to get absolutely smashed because yeah, you are exactly. facing the yeah, wrong yeah, way." Yeah. So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, it um, does. I, I, it's a. Br- I do think it's a victim a little bit of there being a lot of this kind of, like, like I said, Blasphemous is uh, Salt and Sanctuaries. These are all good games, by the way. I'm not listing bad games, but I do think it's a little bit of a victim of. It's not on that tier, is it? It's not a known developer. It's not got like Team no. Seventeen behind it for Blasphemous or you know, Salt Sanctuary came from the Dishwasher team. Like you know, it's not quite got that pedigree that you know of. But do you know what? We're going to be doing awards in like a couple of weeks' time for Game of the Year, and like we do one called Nice Surprise. And I don't know. I think this will be on there for me. I don't know whether it'll get anywhere into that list, but like I don't. I didn't start this game anticipating at the point I'm at right now, having eight and a half hours into it and being like. I just want to play more of this, and it's yeah, just, just not not that it matters too much, but it's a fantastic game for Steam Deck as well. Like I played a lot of it on there, and it's really, really at home on the sort of portable nature. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on PlayStation as well. I don't know if it's on Switch. I don't think Ooh, it don't is, know. but check because if you can play it portably, it's a you know it's a, it's a great game. Um, yeah, yeah, the Last Faith. Uh, while Chris is Googling whether it's on Switch, I will briefly talk about Super Mario RPG, which is a remake yes. of a 1990... 1990 game. Uh, six, I want to say. Uh, it was like the last SNES game, and it never made it to European shores until it hit like Wii U Virtual, Co- uh, Wii Virtual Console. Um, it's fantastic. Super Mario RPG is fantastic. It always was, uh, and it really is so good. The remake of it is so good. It's... It, it, um, um, 1996. Yes, thank you. Um, it, it kind of... Lyle did an interview with the Sea of Stars developers, right? Mm. And they mentioned how much of an influence Super Mario RPG was on them and how they replay it like yearly. And it's that's that's that that's their game. You know what I mean? That's the one they replay. Um, for me, it's Mario Odyssey or something. You know, we've all got that game. You yeah. just want to... The comfort, the one you go back to. Chris, I know you play like The Last of Us pretty much every year. I think. I don't know if you yeah. managed to this year or not. Well, you would have. Cherry game. Yeah, 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 no, cheers you right up. Um, I have played it, yeah. Yeah. Was that wasn't this year, was it? Part one. No, it was, oh. last, it was last year because I remember yes. talking about it. Okay. Um but yeah, th- so this is like um it's they aren't <laughs> they aren't lying when they say, Yeah, this is like you know, we played that game as our inspiration. There are straight up moves in this game that are like, Oh, that's that's the move from Sea of Stars. Like, Chris, you've played a bit of it now, Chris White. You know, as Zale, you do the well, sun wow. move where you hold the button down yes. and the sun yeah, expands. Yeah, yeah. Like That exact combination is in this game for a character called Geno. Or oh, Geno, okay. I'm not sure you pronounce it. Like, it is... There's homage. They have 
yeah, it is. The, the the other thing they do is like what? So again, when I I haven't seen this in many games. It's not entirely new. It was, would have probably been back then. But when you level up your characters, you get like that bonus stat. So you you level up, you get all these stats increase, and you go to like if it's Mario that's leveled up, you can pick strength. You know. Oh, health. the Sea of Stars bit where there's awesome music. That bit. That bit. It's yeah. so again when they it's weird to be going. <laughs> We've seen this first in Sea of Stars. Yeah, yeah. it's weird yeah, to come the other direction from it, but like also, I like Chris with Phoenix Rising. Yeah, but like I find <laughs> it, I find it particularly weird that I haven't seen this stuff in other RPGs. Oh. like why is it taken 1996 for someone like Sabotage to go? They were really cool ideas. Let's do them in 2023. Like. Yeah, they are. They what? Mm. And it also is very much like Sea of Stars in that, and people are going to be going mad at me constantly comparing it. But like Sea of Stars is one of my favorite games of this year, and it's the most. It's a. It, they said themselves that it was. You know, they 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 play it a lot. It doesn't waste your time. It's really quick. It's really snappy. Like the movement around the overworld is really quick. The battles are in and out. If you know what you're doing, you can actually because it does all the button timings as well, which is again that's not. To say sabotage copied them because like South Park gets Stick of Truth did all that stuff and it's great. <laughs> it just adds something to a turn-based RPG. Just gives you a little. If you, if you are on the fence about a turn-based RPG, giving you the kind of direct input action commands just yeah. just propel you a little bit forward. It does that for attack and defense. Um, there's puzzles if you want. It's quite a breezy game. It's quite a breezy. Like 10, 10, 15 hours. I think you could easily complete this in in ten to twelve. I think if you were going at it. Um, and you can kind of make it harder for yourself because it's that thing of, you know, you're walking around an overworld and avoiding enemies. But I found the combat so more I ended up overleveled, so it was a bit easy. It's, it's not not a difficult game. Looks great. Really funny. Like, it's, this comes as, as no surprise to anyone. The Mario RPG stuff, whether it's Mario and Luigi, Super Mario RPG, Paper Mario, they've always got this kind of cheeky wink and odd stuff. Like, there's one particular right. gag in this game that there's a constant running gag, and it always makes me laugh. Mario, I find quite um, identifiable. Now, that may be because I work in games and you probably feel the same, but he's quite identifiable. You know, his red you know, clothes, his big moustache, his hat. The fact he's, like, when not Super Mario, he's at, like, an odd height compared to everybody else. Yeah. Like, but no one recognises him. And everyone's like, oh, it'd be, it'd be so good if Mario was here because he can jump really high. And the first time this happens, I'm stood there and I thought the game had crashed. Like, nothing's happening. Why is nothing happening? So I press the button, and it's the jump button, and he jumps, and they go, Mario! <laughs> and it's like, this this gag comes back over and over again, like, oh, you'll have to prove that you're Mario. How can you prove you're Mario? Jump, and it's like, Mario, can only Mario can jump that high. And it's like, it's so stupid, but like, it really, they you know, you see how they set their stuff. And it's weird, because this was Nintendo, but Square Enix developed back then. Mm. Like, it was, do you, do you remember how people flipped their lid when Ubisoft got the Nintendo job, you know, for Mario and Rabbids, yeah. mm. and it was like they totally got it, but they twisted it to make it really daft and silly. Like this is not to a lot of people that will be the first time Nintendo allowed their products, their properties out in that way. And Square Enix did it, and and I wonder because there's characters in this that you never saw again because they were not Nintendo characters, they were Square Enix characters, and like like Geno, um, I wonder, I wonder if we'll sort of, you know. I start to see more of this. Like it's just, it's just such a cool game. I'm so pleased people are going to get to play this. I think a lot of people in our shoes, even of our age, oh, this is going to be a first because yeah, it didn't come out it. here. No, it didn't yeah. come out in the UK, and it didn't. You know, it, who played it on? People will probably be going, "Oh yeah, no, I played it on Virtual Console." You didn't, did you? Like, you didn't. 
you were too busy playing Mario Kart like everybody else and Wii Sports. Like, we were all doing it. It's fine. Just, it's fine. Play it now, though. It's really good. Um, yeah, I haven't got a lot more to say about it. I just think it's a really lovely, lovely game and it's not hard. It's not uh, as good as Sea of Stars. There I said it. It's. Uh, I'm glad it's come out in a really quiet year. Yeah. Same for the oh, last faith, really. It's, it's, to play it. yeah. yeah, it's it's good that they've um, they've waited till nothing else has happened. I'm literally clinging on to every free minute to play Sea of Stars. Like it's. Like I've got reviews on the go, and I'm just, I'm trying so hard to get through it for the game of the year. That's what um, I was doing with Baldur's Gate, and then the last faith came out. So yeah. that's, I mean, maybe it, but then they are so, like, I, the, the biggest issue for me with Baldur's Gate is I find every time I want to play it, it's like, no, you need two hours. Yeah, you do. And it's non-negotiable. There's no, oh, I'll just play half an hour. It's not going to work. You're going to move about three three metres and have four conversations, maybe a battle if you're lucky, and, and that's it. Um, I love that game, man. I do, but it's so big. Um, sea of Stars, I think, is a little bit more pick up than Yeah, it is. Yeah, it yeah. is, yeah. Um, but yeah, Super Mario RPG. I I've, I feel I haven't given it its due, but like, it's just really. You basically, good. just like, said Sea of Stars is better to play that instead. But it, it is, I... it is, but it's also newer. Like they they've taken what they did and done their version of it, and mm. it works really well. Like I feel like I feel like Sea of Stars gets difficulty a bit spot spot on. I think that game does that very very well. Um, yeah. But like, no, it's a really good game. It is well worth your time if you never played it before. If you like turn-based RPGs, like it's not going to suddenly make you a fan of that genre. If you hate RPGs, Mario Wonder is also available. WarioWare <laughs> is also available. There's other Nintendo stuff to play if you want Nintendo, but you don't want an RPG. But if you do like them or have a passing interest in them, this is great fun. And on that note, it is time for some. It's time. Okie dokie, let's get cracking. So, uh, first question from Steve J. Chalmers says, Hey geeks, with an official trailer soon to drop, what are your hopes and dreams for GTA 6? Are there any features you'd like to see discarded from previous games? Love you, bye. It's a big old question, isn't it? It's pretty big. I'll, I'll start. I don't have... And I don't have any hopes and dreams. Stop fucking out! No, hang on. I don't have any hopes and dreams for GTA Six because they are one of the only developers I can think of that I have full trust in to just make a phenomenal video game. So I'll just let them do whatever they do, and I'm. 99% sure that whatever I play will be a million times better than GTA 5. It'll be it'll be perfect. I mean, it, probably, it might not have been outside that. But what I mean, what I'm trying to say is that okay. I can't think of anything I want because GTA 5 is already so mm. still so good. I would say features-wise, I'm not particularly fussed. Like, I just think whatever we get will be great. But what I would like is with running and jumping yes. over things and that kind of side to it was never the most responsive for kind of accurate. So, and climbing over, like if you're running away from the cops and you go to jump over a fence and just run into it and jump into it, stuff like that, just tighten up the controls a bit, make um, like ducking and, and kind of using cover a bit more 
reactive. I mean, if you really want, put some active reload in and make the coverage like Gears of War. But you know, hey, I, that's not going to happen. What what I just I just think from what what the rumors are, I think it's going to be a very good game, very interesting game with how they're doing the through the decades and stuff like that. But no, no particular hopes or dreams. I've just kind of got full confidence that whatever they release is going to be great. I have some trepidation. Game development is often um, like there. There are certain parts of development where you see what's been done, what's been done well, and what's made a lot of money, and you go down that route because that's how business works. Like at the end of the day, people don't, don't want to hear it, but like I, I'm hopeful that what they'll actually do is leave GTA Online as mm. what it is. Maybe it gets a new engine or like a massive visual overhaul, but they bring that with it and that gta 6 is this single player thing with gta o attached in the same way they ended up with five being gta 5 and gta o if that makes sense i'm, I'm hopeful that they don't bring too much of the online into the single player if that makes sense mm. and I otherwise with you chris like i i think maybe you need to dial back some of the realism when it comes to the animations um, because while it's a great game, make it more fun, you know, more responsive by less animation, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. it's going to look unreal. Like, um, they should put, like, Bully 2 inside of it as well. They should just, like... I, the, the, I don't the, think we're going to get any gameplay either. Oh, no, no, it'll be it'll be, it'll be a minute long and there'll be cutscenes and... Yeah. November 2024. Yeah, if you're lucky. I'm not even... Well, that's, what, that's my guess, but whatever. Yeah, no, you could be right. You could be absolutely yeah. right. But yeah, like, I haven't really got any hopes and dreams for it. I just... I'm intrigued because the world has changed a lot since GTA V. And that will need to be reflected within the game. And I think that will be a really interesting challenge for Rockstar to handle. Because they make... You know, it's not Max Payne or whatever. It's, 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 it's GTA. It is grounded you can get in planes and helicopters, but it's grounded by realism. So it will be really interesting to see how they handle it. I, I mean, it's been a long time coming when you think about it. GTA Five is on three different generations of console now. It's been a long time coming. Mm. So yeah, not really any hopes and dreams. Very much in the same camp of I'm just sitting here waiting and ready to see what happens. So I just want it to grab me because I never really got into GTA Five at the start. And then on its 27 other releases, I always felt like I was late to the party. Like I've done some like online with some mates and stuff like one-off sessions, but I've never really got into it on the ground floor at the start. And so I'm really keen to actually do that with this one uh, and see what it's about. But I am all, like, I'm glad you mentioned the kind of of its time nature, because I'd be really interested to see where that goes. I'm not saying it has to. They might completely ignore it and go. F they're about one well, of the only companies. And I'm not to saying that I want everyone. it. I'm not saying I want it to. I'm not saying I want to fucking shoot prostitutes when I'm forty odd. But like it's it like I just I don't know. We'll see. Um, I have I have high hopes given what everyone else says about it. But I feel like the lesson learned from the last one is don't sit on it. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I need to do. Um, and just play it when it comes out and, and enjoy it and then like i said i think i would also e echo the single versus online piece you know have it as like 
but if by you all means it, make billions off it. of it but keep it oh, over there yeah. for those people i don't want to know basically and that sounds yeah. a bit closed-minded because i know it's good but but like just don't have it invade the single player. yeah no i get that and if you want one or both that's fine you can do that they do it on like cod and stuff that's fine yes. but you don't need to cross them all all the time you can mm. you can still have a game but do it do it separately so yeah but i am i have high hopes but i can't talk to features from previous games being discarded because i'm not, i don't know mm. I, I, unfortunately i don't know and i, I don't want to miss out again because it could be another fucking 40 years until seven so <laughs> Okay, uh, Poo's asked, "Who is Chris Hyde's favourite mid- Widowmaker player and why?" So this is Overwatch Two. Um, you might have been there, Adam, at the time actually when we were playing online. Basically, he's having a go because one time we were playing online, and people that don't know on Overwatch, Widowmaker's the sniper, and um, I <laughs> put my foot in it a bit as I sometimes do, um, and uh, just like I just turned around and went. Who the fuck is that dog shit widow player on our team? And turned around and it was Kieran. Um, <laughs> and like, I don't know the guy. Kieran's McBoo, by the way. Just... Never met him. And I just went, fucking dog shit. Like, I'm the authority on quality Overwatch <laughs> playing. Like, and I was just like, and you know, he just like, oh, because thinking it was just some random who I have the, obviously the authority to mock because they can't hear me. And it's actually some guy. I'm like, please like me. Please help me be good at Overwatch. Um, so, yeah, so now we joke about him being a dog shit widow player. He's not. He's a really good. Widowmaker player, um, and he is my favourite Widowmaker player. So there, I that's kind, isn't it? Um, so yeah, his proper question, question two, is what in-game world is your favourite to just walk around and exist in, taking in the atmosphere? Hmm. Has anyone got an answer? Because I have. If if you want some time to prepare, if you want to go first, mate. If you if you've got one, then yeah, oh, give no, me a little I bit was, more. I mean, Chris, Chris White's not on the podcast as often. I would like to um, him to have the opportunity to. Not at the minute. Give me a minute. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, the trouble is, I worry I'm going to nick yours here. There's, so there's one really recent one um, for a very, very. J- j- let me explain is what I was going to say before you think, my God, he's mad. So Alan Wake 2, I think. No, let me. Let, like I said, let me explain. Oh, I know why this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I do know why this is. I think is. games. And it's all fake. I know it is. Like, you know, but I think the way that game creates its world and believability of it being real is really really impressive like you will find hints or or easter eggs relating to all manner of things within the remedy sort of overarching universe and they're not repeated that there's just so much in that game crammed in whether it's a picture on the wall and i really i think i spent 25 hours in that game and i reckon i probably would have completed it in 20 but i just wanted to find all those references and all these little trinkets and things like and and i just i think it's it's such a well like i love i love it when a game does this thing because a lot of games do the opposite of this you know when you're in a game and you see a door and you're like i wonder what's in there and you walk up to it and you just go bang because the door's not a real door you can't go in no, there no comment on alan wake 2 well yeah but alan wake 2 doesn't do that like there's a section a completely optional optional section that's got like these um wooden chalets it's actually mm-hmm. near the start of the game, but you can't get there at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. Up in the and, and you could, like every one of them buildings you can go in, apart from ones which are physically blocked. Like you can see that there is, but even then you can look in the window and see that something existed in there. And I don't, I think I know it's it's more that there are these are boxes. It's not an open world game, but that's why sometimes I think non open world games can be that much more enjoyable because they have 
bespoke design for everything. Um, and the other game I would mention that I and it's a walking simulator or a wonder game is everybody's gone to the rapture because mm -hmm. that is like the villages from around my area. Oh my uh, God, I, yeah. I, and would be for you, Chris. I, I don't know Derby mm. well enough to say for you, Mr. White, but like, no, Derby's like, a shit hole. It's nothing like, okay. But like I, the, the, the countryside with like the post boxes and stuff. <laughs> Go and on like then. The, the... <laughs> no, hang on. Defend Derby city center to me. No, right. So I'm not going to defend Derby city center, but what I will say is I, I grew up in a village. Out, oh, okay, well, well outside of Derby, up the Rams. Called, called Borrowash. Up the Rams. Sorry. Called Borrowash, Borrow and it was a, it, it had Borrow elements Wash. of everybody's gone to the rapture in it. Yeah, and, yeah. Like there's there's a there's a pub, like with a thatched cottage pub, in mm. everybody's gone to the rapture. I can still, and it's been a long time since that game came out. Yeah, I remember the church time. as well. Like the church, the the, the, the music stuff, helps. Just, the music helps. Yeah, no, the, the music's lovely is, in that is, game. Is incredible and the, and the, soundtrack. Um, yeah, the that train stuff. station, the really old kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Oldie, oldie train. When you, when you're out in the for uh, in the in the uh, the, the farmyard areas yeah. and the fields and the uh, and I just oh, thought what a game. Yeah, yeah exactly that. And, 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 but, but, but just wandering around in that game, which is I guess what you're doing. Um, I don't know. It just it's like I think it was one of those where I thought I you don't see rural England in games often. You know, even when you think of like Watch Dogs Legion, that was like London, London town. Mm. Like everybody's gone through Rapture. It's rural England, like which is where mm. I guess I'm from and have been from most of my life. And there are thatched cottages and lots of greenery, and there are little pubs that like they, everybody knows your name, like Cheers or something. Um, I haven't played it for many, many years, but it's no. I think I only played through it for once, but it's stuck with me. I, 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 I only played it, it once, great. but I can I can remember that green of the village and the, the house you can go pub. in that's opposite yeah. the pub. Mm. Um, there's phone boxes. The little village shout. green looks so much like a. It, it is like they took. There's a village near me. Uh, it's like they took that and put it in the game. And I, I just think they nailed rural yeah. England in a way I've never seen in a game or anything. Actually, I think it's probably the best. No, it's, you know. it's not as sexy, is it? No, but there's a beauty to it, and that's yeah, there is. You know, yeah, yeah. But there that, you go. I've given you two choices. So I mean, uh, my, my I. I it might be an obvious one, but I, I love exploring um, Skyrim. If I'm honest with you, it's not as realism, not the realistic, sorry, as the uh, the ones you mentioned. But obviously, I used to love just finding, wandering upon a cave and then going in it, and there'd be like notes and stuff, and some random side story that might not actually be a proper quest, but you'd pick up like notes and stuff and piece together someone had died or was like in love with someone or committed, you know a dark art ritual or something. And it was just, it was always interesting and nothing ever felt like there was nothing to find in when you, when you got to a place on the, on the map. So it meant when you were exploring, you could just get lost in the, the whole, it was that game where you were like, I've literally achieved technically nothing in the last three hours, but I've had a great time because I've, I've seen these places, these mines, these caves, maybe a village or something. And I, I stuff's happened, and it's just been a really good time. Um, yeah, Skyrim's the one that when anyone even talks about like worlds you get lost in. That that's, I mean, I've played so much of that game, like I just I just adore it. You got I have plenty of time now, Chris. Yakuza, Camarocho. Oh, yeah. I love. Yeah. One of my dreams is to go to Japan mm. one day, and I love. The look of it, I just I love walking around the streets and I love the the neon signs 
the life and the, the, the you probably know where you were going as well <laughs> probably the map <laughs> yeah yeah and like you've got just all the restaurants it just looks so amazing and that culture mm. is just awesome and I'd, I'd love to like when it gets to night time go to like brothel and just like let loose please a soap so house. literally a soap go, house soap, meet with the um what they called in the game cabaret clubs that's what they're called where you basically just talk to women um but they're they're interested in you which is good because no one ever is so so i'll, I'll go down that route i would say camarocho well, it seems churlish now to just add that I would also throw in briefly Spider-Man's New York from the new I thought Spider-Man's you were going to say Chris. that when you said you'd steal one of Chris's. I thought you were going to say no, that. No, I, I, I think that's a good game to just like whip around in yeah. as well. But I guess you're going so fast you don't see much. You don't I get wonder, lost yeah. in it, I suppose, in that sense. No, but it no, is, no, uh, no. Yeah. stick with the original answers. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, last on the list of questions this week is actually one for Chris uh, White. So Dane asks, now that you've finished Borders Gate 3... Can you give us your final impressions and score without revealing your game of the year? Hand? Yeah, I, I was going to say you need to sort of Im- talk around Im- this. Not in brief, I guess, but like you need to sort of. What do you think, Chris, Mr. Hyde? How does he. I mean, I, I should just keep saying words um, until certain things happen. But um, yeah. I mean, I think basically, mate, all I'd say is like. Don't give me what, you, don't what, give you anything away. Don't to... give it away. If you're going to use, if you're going to say stuff to leverage an argument for game of the year, don't say it now because we'll think of things to counter it between now and then. That would be my advice. <laughs> would, no. Would, would you give it a ten out of ten? Oh, hands down. Okay. I say, no, that's, I'm that's not easy. surprised hearing what you said. And like, I can't give final impressions in all honesty because I'm still so it's it. it there's a lot to process. In terms of man needs time to, yes, man yeah. does need time. Man needs time. <laughs> man needs time to grind in his mansion. I will say that it is the hype and the 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 acclaim right from all the nominations and stuff is absolutely more than deserved from the the story, the music. You, you the buying the collector's acting. edition? You going to get it? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I thought you would. That's I can't awesome. not. Like that's, I want that's... everything to do. I just this. It's just I don't. I don't want to say because I, I will. Because I, I I will be talking about it for game of the year, and I'm not stupid. Like we, this is our game of the year, and it's such a big time sink for everyone to spend time finishing it. And I'm I'm a realist, but I also think there's <laughs> there is no way we Polit- can politicking already. Like no, we have, we're not that no, preparing for his shadow I'm, of war monologue. I've been burned before. Yeah. But, yeah. but like there's no way you could deny this is one of the, the best games of twenty twenty three. I'll talk more about why. And even if I could just well, I don't want to, I don't want to, because no, I'll get angry. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned to for the game yeah. of the year. Final impressions deliberations. It is exceptional. Hmm. Exceptional. And I'm in love with it. And I can't stop thinking about it. And I can't. I ain't got time to play again. <laughs> but no, it's I, would, long. I would in a heartbeat. There you go. Okay. Ten out of ten. Any more, Chris? Or Chris? I'll just just stay tuned to the game of the year because it's going to be carnage. Lit. It's going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah, Thanks, Chris. Something. 
Right. Thing is, audio that just sounds like you're masturbating, but that's fine. Either <laughs> or, brings them in. Brings them in. I am. <laughs> oh yeah, true. I can't see your left hand. <laughs> right? Do I play the jingle, Chris? Yeah. Get us out of it. It's time. It's time. Chris Hyde. And that's it for episode 539 of the God is a Geek podcast. I don't know if we will be back next week because we are very much in the sort of we need to use every hour to play the games that are shortlisted for the nominations for our Game of the Year categories so far. And we are hoping to bring a Patreon exclusive extra special bonusy type thing as well. At the moment, those are in the plans. We will see when we get there. We will try to get you a podcast as and when we can. If you're watching on YouTube, you might see the sort of production, so to speak, slowed down a little bit. We will still be reviewing games. Stick to godisageek.com and you won't miss anything there. And we'll try and pop some of the stuff onto YouTube as well so you can see it. Thank you to Chris and Chris for being here on this podcast. Thank you. Make sure you follow us on all your social media apps. And I really struggle to say that now. If you're if you're a regular listener, I, I really struggle. No, I really tried not to. It, <laughs> and I still nearly did. But yeah, follow us on all those things. Um, and do come back. We'll, you know, you'll make sure you subscribe. And make sure you hit the bell button, and then you'll be notified of a new video, whether it's a podcast review, even a YouTube strip short, yeah, strip tease, all that sort of stuff. And um, thanks for watching the Grind Mansion. We will speak to you next week, maybe, probably not, but we will speak to you whenever you choose to listen. Bye bye for now.